Hello and welcome to the Surviving Miscarriage podcast. This podcast is made for women and also men who have survived one to multiple miscarriages in their lifetime. There are many types of miscarriages. It doesn't matter if it's in your first trimester or your third trimester, and there's many reasons for miscarriages. And I want this to be a place where you can tell your story freely. There's a lot of people out there that are hesitant to share their story. So listening to yours can be absolutely healing to others and healing to yourself. I am your host, Summer Gilbert, and as a multiple miscarriage survivor myself, my inspiration is to hopefully bring awareness to this topic and bring healing to others. So thank you for tuning in. Let's get started. So, um, first of all, uh, thank you so much. Uh, our guest today is Kayla Coburn and she happens to be my cousin. Kayla, thank you so much for joining us today on the surviving miscarriage podcast. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. So, um, I'm going to start with a little quote that I, um, heard and it says there is no footprint too small to leave an imprint on this world. And it doesn't matter, you know, how early or how late the miscarriage was, it is still hard for every woman and partner going through it. And so thank you for your vulnerability and for sharing your story. So I'm going to, um, open the floor to you and just start from the beginning when you found out you were pregnant and, um, how the pregnancy was and what it was like finding out. Yeah. So, um, I was super excited to start trying. I was very, um, like, you know, when people get married and they hate getting asked, like when you're going to start trying for kids, like I had too much information to give to people. I was like, Oh, we have our honeymoon on this date. We're going to start trying on this date. Like, do you want to see my cycle? Like where I'm at? Like I was very excited, um, like to start trying and was very open about it to everyone. Um, and what we were on our honeymoon and I got my period during my honeymoon. I was just like, you know, I kept hoping that it was like the, the bleeding that you might get from the implementation or some, or implantation, whatever, yeah. whatever it was. I was just like, Oh, maybe it's that, but it was like very clearly not. It was just a period. Um, and then the second month into trying, um, uh, we were pregnant, we got pregnant, got the pregnancy line and, um, and I, you know, called the doctor right away and it was like uh, four and a half or five weeks. Like I, cause I was taking pregnancy tests like the second that I could or before I could. Um, mm-hmm. and I remember like every person I told, or it was like my mom, dad and sister. And I just like texted them and my husband was like, why didn't we do it together? Like a big thing. And it was just like the second there was a positive line. I just felt like I got all this anxiety and, um, I mean, not even really a reason yet. It was just like, uh, just so quickly. I was like, like, just felt like, well, this is not how I thought I'd feel while like being pregnant or something. Yeah. Um, and so then we called the doctors, made the appointment for like the first scan, which is at like eight or nine weeks or so. Eight, yeah. Eight, about eight, eight weeks. weeks. Mm-hmm. And, um, 
And around six weeks, uh, I used to do Orange Theory a lot. Um, and I did an Orange Theory class. And then afterwards, I bled like a very, very small amount. And I just, I was like freaking out. I called the doctor. Again, this is at like six weeks, very early. I came in and we heard the heartbeat and they were like, no, everything's fine. Like you just shouldn't be doing really intense workouts. And I was like, okay. So I just stopped working out altogether because I was yeah. like, um, you know, didn't want to have that even be a problem. Um, and then did the eight week checkup. And I remember feeling I was just super tired, felt sick, all the symptoms, um, did the ultrasound and everything was fine. Uh, and then a week or two later, I ended up doing, I already like signed up for some outdoor workout thing. And during that, I remember having like a bunch of energy and I was just like, oh, wow, I must be coming out of the first trimester. Like I feel great. And then uh, it was, I think it was like Thursday night or something. I started bleeding more. And, uh, and the reason why Thursday night was so important was because I called and they were like, well, we have no appointments for Friday, so we can get you in Monday. Oh God. Like, well, I have this whole, it was my birthday weekend. (laughs) And so I had all these things planned. I was going to do like some birthday shopping with my mom and my sister. Saturday, we were going to a concert to see my favorite artist. Sunday, I was going to this, like, go have lunch with my coworkers. Like I had all these things planned and the doctors were now like, well, you know, it's probably like, you know, you can't just say it's a miscarriage. It could be something else, but you should just like bed rest for the weekend. And I was like, is there anywhere I can get an ultrasound? Like just to confirm like how I'm feeling. And they were just like, you, you like they said I could go to urgent care, but they're like, but they can't tell you anything. So they, it would still have to be brought back to my doctors. And I was just like, okay. Yeah. So I had to cancel everything for that weekend. And I just kept bleeding more and more. And um, I mean, that weekend was just like a really sad weekend of just me crying and, you know, trying to stay positive, but I'm just like, this just doesn't feel right. I do remember like a week before um, I just had some like weird feeling where I was like, you know, if this baby is not healthy and isn't gonna, you know, if this isn't going to be a good pregnancy or a good life, like I understand, like I remember accepting that with my body. And so when I started bleeding, I was like, okay, like there, there's a reason, um, like that, you know, I was trying to like somehow, okay, it for myself. Was it pretty heavy bleeding or was it spotting? Yeah, it was, it definitely got heavier and heavier. Um, and then like clots started coming out. Um, and so then, so then Monday I went in and they confirmed and I think my, my birthday was like a Tuesday or Wednesday. It was a Wednesday. No, Tuesday. I don't know. So they confirmed it on like a Monday. We scheduled a DNC for the day after my birthday. And, uh, and they like said, they made some comment of like, well, you know, we don't want to do the, or like, let's not do it on your birthday. And it was like, I don't really care. I just like, I want to like, just start again. Like it, it felt I know really that feeling horrible of like, there's just something that's like not alive and you're holding on to it. And it was just like, I, at the time I was just like, I just want it. I want it out. I want my body to recover. And I want to just go again. Like I just was really, you know, wanting it to be over. 
How and many were like weeks were oh. you at that point? Oh, that probably would have been good information. Um, so I was like 10 weeks or 10 and a half. Oh, so, so close to finding out the sex. Yeah. And- but, um, they said that the baby stopped growing at like eight weeks and two days. So okay. like two days after my last ultrasound, the baby stopped growing. Mm-hmm. And so that was another, just like, you know, so for weeks I had no idea that like this happened, um, which I just like really did not like that feeling of like, you know, you're like, you try to control so much and it's just like, you can't control the situation. Um, Mm -hmm. so I had a scheduled DNC the day before I had to drive like an hour away for work. Um, and at the job site, I remember like my stomach, like I was getting really bad cramps and I was like, Oh, I got to take they were telling me to take ibuprofen or Tylenol, some sort of pain meds. So I was taking them and I got home and I was telling my partner, I was just like, oh my God, this like really hurts. Like we need, I like, I think we should call the doctors and see what this could be. Um, and then over the phone, they were like, well, it sounds like your body is going to naturally pass the pregnancy at home. And so they told me like, get into a warm bath and just like kind of prepare that it's going to feel like a really extreme period. Um, and it definitely was more than an extreme period, but it was, I mean, I, how I just think about it was, it was kind of like giving birth, but just to something that was, you know, way smaller. Um, yeah. Cause I mean, I did see everything come out and it was just like a lot of blood clots. It's yeah. what it looked like, but I can tell you that once like the biggest part passed, I was like, like, I felt like my whole body was just like relaxed. It was like everything, but it was like kind of crazy how like I felt it, felt it, felt it. And there was like this climax of like how intense and painful it was. And then it like went away. Um, yeah. And then I had to go back in and get another ultrasound to see if my body passed everything. And it's just a very like, you know, it's supposed to be like such this happy time mm-hmm. of like this first trimester and you know, feeling sick and having the baby grown, just all this stuff. And then instead it was just like this very, like, you know, a lot of doctors are talking about, you know, what kind of testing do you need to get done? Or, you know, that that this can happen two times and they still won't test you. And, uh, and then I, and I was very open about it. I was telling everyone, I'm like, yeah, we miscarried, but we're going to try again. And, you know, I, I was very open about it all. And every time I told someone like, they, everybody has had miscarriages, it seems like. And like people in my family that I yeah. had never heard had miscarriages. Even my own mom was finding out that like she had sisters who have had miscarriages and she had no idea. And I was just like, no, I'm not going to be like, this is now part of my story of, you know, making, trying to have a family that I want to have. And I don't ever talk about my children that I have now without bringing up that there was a miscarriage and what each pregnancy was like for me. Yeah. So you, so you've had your rainbow babies. I have, um, I have two and I, I was very anxious the entire first pregnancy and had uh, my first baby. And when we got pregnant again, I thought I wasn't going to have a lot of anxiety. So I'm like, okay, well now I know that my body, you know, I, I went through it. Like now I'm going to not be so anxious. And that was definitely not the case. Mm -hmm. I was, 
extremely anxious the entire time. Um, I didn't work out for those two years or two, three, four years of being pregnant, which is like a huge stress reliever for me. Um, and I just, I, I don't know if it was me putting too much pressure on myself or what it was, but, um, just, it was, it was a lot of anxiety for me. How, how long after the miscarriage did you guys, uh, wait to conceive again? How long did it right take? Away. Uh, okay. so for each pregnancy, it's taken two months and we, uh, went a little crazy with it. Cause my doctor said that the second you're done with your period, the best, um, probability of getting pregnant is like having sex every other day. Yeah. Right away. And so for each pregnancy, each three of the pregnancies, it took us two months each time. And for those two months, we had sex every other day. We heard it was better in the morning. So we did it in the morning. I would sit there with my legs <laughs> up. Like Josh was told that not to wear underwear to bed or something. So he was not wearing underwear to bed for two months. Like we, every little thing that we heard to do, we were just like, okay, we're going to do it. Yeah. Um, and then it still took two months. Josh actually just got a vasectomy. And when they did it, they made a comment that his tubing was really thick. And they were like, wow, this actually goes with infertility. Like that's, they were like shocked that he was able to get, um, that we were able to get pregnant. Wow. And I was like, well, I don't know if whatever we did helped, but we were, we were, yeah. I mean, I, I even stopped working out. Uh, and by working out, I mean like my high intensity, the, uh, yeah. hit workouts, like, I was still going for walks and, you know, finding other ways to be active. It just, it wasn't how I usually, um, work out. Yeah. After your miscarriage, did you feel like your workouts had anything to do with it? Did, did you feel any like guilt or fear, like, you know, anxiety oh, yeah. from that? Yeah. Oh, I mean, I, and I had so many friends who worked out at orange theory, Peloton, like all those like still ran the entire time. Um, the second I knew we were conceiving, I was just like, Nope, I'm not like, I was too afraid to do any of it because it just, and I don't think people realize how long it takes, like for each of like a woman's cycle, like how long it takes for your body to be ready to get pregnant again, for your body to get their period back after a miscarriage. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, it was just nonstop. Um, yeah. After yeah. my first miscarriage, it took six months for me to get my period back, which was so oh. frustrating because they say yeah. that, you know, it's, you know, you can, once you try again, after your first miscarriage, your chances are really high. And so I was just waiting and waiting and waiting. And it took six months, um, until yeah. I got my first miscarriage or sorry, my first period back. And, uh, um, which usually it comes back a lot faster and I don't know my body, just my hormones, mm -hmm. um, just dropped a, a really slow. And, um, and so I just found myself, I think it, it did have an effect on my marriage because I was like very emotional and I think it had a lot to do with my, um, hormones. And I think, yeah. um, you know, a lot of partners need to know that because it does take time for your hormones to get back to normal after a loss, you know, oh, my gosh. Yeah. 
I mean, the whole, I mean, I, I was very thankful on how Josh handled everything. Um, he was very supportive through it all. Cause I mean, yeah, my, my, I feel like my mental health was just, you know, sometimes I was super happy and I'm like, okay, let's do it again. I'm ready. And then like, we try and I'm just like, okay, like, are we really ready to go through this again? And then I'd get, you know, excited and I'd get my period and it just was like so up and down. Um, I actually just got my period back this week for the first time um, after having my second baby and how crazy my hormones have been this month has just like, I don't know how couples even stay together. (laughs) Yes. Like the hormonal changes in a woman's body during, I mean, just, I, it's, it like really amplifies like the, like the whole period hormones are one thing, but like going through pregnancy and then possibly miscarrying or completing the pregnancy. Like there is just so many hormone. I mean, it feels like imbalances. Like it's, yeah. um, Yeah. I mean, I, I I think, uh, I just was in a conference and there was a thing talking about sex education and just how important it is that like men also need to learn about all these things that women go through. Like this shouldn't be a surprise to them. Yeah. Like what our bodies are doing. Cause I mean, it's, um, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. And it's hard because you want to be there for your partner, but you're there in your own head, stuck in your own head, thinking about, did I do anything wrong? What, you know, could I have prevented this? What happened? Um, you know, I got chromosomal testing after each one and, um, there was only one where I got an actual like answer. Um, I had one baby with Turner syndrome, um, which is a heart defect. And it was a baby girl. And so it was far enough along where to find out the sex. Um, and, uh, I mean, when, when you have no answers like that, it just, you get in your head. Mm -hmm. And, um, I read a statistic preparing for this podcast that said 40% of women after miscarriage go into major depression and they just hide it. They just have to go back to their normal lives and their, um, work and their job and all that, but deep inside they're hiding this, you know, major fear and confusion and guilt. And, um, it takes a while to, to process. And a lot of that is due to our, our hormones and, um, you know, what our body does after a miscarriage. And I don't think a lot of people know that. Like not to blame yourself or, I mean, it's just, you know, the whole, it's like you grow up and everyone's like scaring you not to get pregnant. And then all of a sudden you like, can't get pregnant. And you're just like, I don't know, isn't this supposed to be like the one thing, uh, me, like as a woman is supposed to do. And like, it, it feels, um, it definitely felt like just, I mean, I I don't want to say like I failed me or like my body failed me, but it just did feel very like, you know, why, how can I just watch all these people getting pregnant? Like it's nothing like they accidentally get knocked up and have twins. And you're just like, Oh my God, I'm sitting here trying so hard (laughs) to get pregnant. Um, which I is really frustrating, but I tried, I mean, again, to be super open about it. Once we got pregnant again, I again told people, and I was just, I tried to be very open of like, 
I do have a lot of anxiety and I'm hoping that this is okay. And yeah, that this pregnancy is okay. But yeah, I had anxiety literally until like I was holding the bait, holding my daughter and just still. And then I thought my anxiety would go away, but it did not. Yeah. Never yeah. Does, I guess. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> if you had any advice for women going through a miscarriage right now, um, what would you tell them? Um, I would just say, find that community, like find the people that are going to be there for you. Um, be opened about it. Uh, I think a lot of people, um, have been through it and just because no one talks about it, they don't talk about it. Um, but I mean, every person, I mean, and what I did after we found out was I texted everybody cause I didn't want to, I was crying. So I didn't want to be like calling and just crying to every person to like repeat the information. Yeah. But I basically just wrote out a long text, um, and then copy and pasted it to everybody who knew. Um, and I mean, people just like really, first off, my partner was extremely supportive and, you know, did whatever he could for me. Um, and then friends, parents, I mean, people like sent us cupcakes or flowers or food, like cards. Like there were a lot of things that, um, like, I guess I just really wasn't expecting, um, and just people texting, like if there's anything I can do. And it just, it really did help knowing that like, I had all these people just like on my side that were like, they're supporting me. Yeah. So definitely using your community. And also we, um, we did something in like a way to remember this baby and we called them uh, a gummy bear because that was like the size that they made it to. And so we, um, we got a tree and we like wood carved gummy into the side. Um, and so we have that in a way to like, always remember uh, this baby. Yeah. Your angel baby that you will meet someday. Yes. Yeah. Is there any advice you would give, um, to people of what not to say and what not to do? Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Um, I mean, making jokes about it was just very poor. And I mean, this only happened a couple times. Um, when I got pregnant with my second child, uh, with my son, um, like my third pregnancy, I had one person say like, and she knew I was pregnant around like eight to 10 weeks. And then she saw me at like, I don't know, 14, 15, 16 weeks. And I remember she was like, oh, are you still pregnant? I was like, yeah. Like, why would you ask me that? <laughs> yeah. Um, we don't really talk anymore. <laughs> but yeah. It was just one of those, like, um, it just felt really inconsiderate. So yeah. I, uh, so I just, I feel like, you know, asking the person if there's anything that you can do for them. Um, I mean, just really asking the person what kind of support they want. Uh, and just, you know, offering a hug, <laughs> offering time to be with them. Um, but yeah, definitely not saying anything joking about a miscarriage, no matter how much like the person is even joking or trying to like cope through this loss. Um, yeah. I just feel like, you know, and also not to pity. I, that was another thing of like, 
if I ever told someone and then they would be just like, oh no, like, oh, let come here. Like, you know, that also was like really hard. Cause it would just, I would just be like, okay, thanks. Like, just don't like, don't make me cry. <laughs> like yeah. I, I'm already trying to like deal with this and figure out what I'm going to do next. And I don't need someone like, I don't know, them sitting there telling me like how to feel kind of. Yeah. Well, I am so happy that you were able to get pregnant again twice and have two successful pregnancies. And, um, what advice would you give women that are going through it? Um, a pregnancy after miscarriage? Um, I mean, I just think really figure out where your boundaries are. Um, what makes you feel better about, I mean, just like how to keep yourself really healthy. Um, I mean, I think, and Josh and I did have these conversations before trying again of like, how many, how many losses could we go through this way before? Like we're, we're going to find a different path. Um, Cause I, I do really want to adopt is that's always really been on the table for me. Um, mm -hmm. And so I remember talking to Josh after the first miscarriage and telling him like, you know, like this was really hard. And I, I, I know we've talked about the different kinds of miscarriages and how far along you are. And, um, and I told him, I was like, if, if we have problems for, you know, like X amount of time, like, I don't know if I can keep putting myself through that mentally. Like, I didn't feel like I was really strong enough. Um, figure out your, um, like, your healthy standards or boundaries or something. Like, so the people that were making me feel uncomfortable saying things that I didn't like, like, I I backed up from them. And um, I didn't even make the effort to, like, communicate and try to talk to them about it. Because I just knew at that point, I was like, Nope. These are my boundaries. Like these are the people I'm going to talk to about it. These are the people who are going to comfort me through this. Like I know that I'm having really high anxiety. These are the ways I'm going to deal with it. I mean, I had very, um, very clear steps that like me and um, my husband were taking together because a pregnancy is a really long time. I mean, trying mm -hmm. to get pregnant, having a pregnancy last the whole nine months. I mean, it's, it felt like years of my life were just so focused on the anxiety um, of these babies. And it was just really important that Josh and I like had our boundaries and knew, you know, had open communication with each other to like figure out how we were going to keep going through. Yeah. Um, so healthy boundaries, I guess is. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. That, that makes sense. You know, um, because there's a lot of people that haven't been through it that just don't know what to say, you know, mm -hmm. and, and when you kind of can get that and you get that feeling, you know, just, you know, give that person that space. And did you find yourself, did you announce it a little bit later the second time around? Um, no, I still announced it when I found out and just, told everyone. Um, I mean, I didn't really do any social media posts. I, it was more just like telling family, my friends and family. Yeah. Um, I do think the second, um, pregnancy I might've waited. I think I told my parents not to tell everyone until we had the first ultrasound, mm -hmm. but even then we 
they, because of the miscarriage, they brought me in at six weeks and then eight weeks and then 12 weeks. And, um, and yeah, I mean, I, I told them, I was like, I don't know, just whatever. If you want to tell people, tell people like, Mm -hmm. um, so I, I was trying, I, I think it was just me trying to really take a step of like, I want to normalize this conversation. Like I want yeah. to normalize that, like, it's not just easy to get pregnant all the time. Um, so, yeah. And you had your miscarriage at home, which, you know, I always had a DNC. Um, yeah. and you know, I, I didn't see the baby, uh, pass like you did, which is a whole nother, you know, gosh, I can't imagine. Yeah. Oh yeah. That, I mean, it's the bathtub that I had to sit in is the bathtub that we bathe our two children in now. And so it is pretty, I do sometimes have moments of just like, like how long ago that felt, but it really was just like, I mean, uh, three years ago, Mm -hmm. um, three, four years ago. So it, it definitely like stays with you. Um, I'm in this book club with a bunch of moms and they're all older. They're all like 10, 15 years older than me. And, um, they, a lot of them have gone through miscarriages. And one time after talking about it, one of them who now has three children, but went through, I think three or four miscarriages, um, you know, was telling me your whole story. And then she was just like, man, that feels she was like, I kind of forgot that that even happened because it's been like over a decade, but she was just like living through that time of my life was so hard. Mm -hmm. And she's just like, I can't even believe I made it through and that I'm here now, but it's just like, I mean, it, it's just, it is really hard and it just feels like it's never going to end. And then, you know, anytime someone does a pregnancy post, you just like, kind of hate them and you're trying not you're trying <laughs> yeah. to be happy I, mean, exactly. I had a best friend who got pregnant the same time I did with the child that we lost and I was just like you know she and this was actually I guess advice that I would definitely say um that she texted me telling me that she was pregnant and she told me in the text she was like I know you just went through a miscarriage and because I was seeing her the next day and she was like I just want to let you know that like I don't want this to be a surprise to you and whatever. Mm -hmm. And so she told me and like, so I had, and I did cry. I was super upset because I was just like, how is this fair? She gets her second child and gets pregnant right away. And like, I'm sitting here waiting for my period. And, um, I remember being super angry, but I just loved how she handled it. And, you know, then the next day I got to see her and like be the happy supportive friend. Cause of course I was happy that she was pregnant, Yeah, but it was definitely, it was very nice that I got to like be mad by myself well, with my husband and then, you know, come back the next day and be the supportive friend to her that she needed. And yeah. Um, and that I wanted to be. Yeah. And just to know, like you didn't do anything wrong and in most, you know, first, second trimester miscarriages are chromosomal. You I mean, even up to third and yeah. um, you know, every pregnancy is unique and so unpredictable and, um, your sweet baby will always be in your heart and in your family. And you're a mama to three and you'll always be, you know, and, um, 
you know, I have a necklace that I got engraved for, and I just have says like my angels on it, you know, just so that I, you know, I always have them with me. Um, just kind of as a remembrance because, you know, I truly believe that, you know, they were my babies and I will, I will meet them again someday and, I love and that. you will too. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. I know you're on a business trip. And so thank you for sharing your story and uh, you guys are up in Washington now. Is that correct? Almost. <laughs> Almost. We, we move on Sunday. Okay. So we're like a couple of days once this airs. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Beautiful Washington. Yeah. So oh, I've I'm heard. so excited. I'm so excited. If you're ever in the area, come hang I out. I know. <laughs> I should definitely. I need to visit. So I've only heard good things about that um, state. So I just beautiful. And um, yeah. So thank you so much. And I'll let you yeah. get back to work. Great. Thank you so much. And I love that you're doing this. I think this is very much needed. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, being able to talk about miscarriage open freely and, um, and bringing awareness. Such a crazy thing that just people don't talk about it. Yeah. But hopefully now the ones that, you know, are afraid or ashamed or going through it now, you know, we'll listen to these episodes and, you know, have a sense of like feeling not alone, you know, that they didn't do anything yeah. wrong and that there is a chance and you did have your rainbow babies, you know, you did yeah. have a happy ending and, um, you know, miscarriage is common, you know, but it also, you know, when you, a lot of people want to plan when they're going to have babies. Like we said, okay, we're going to start at 35 and mm -hmm. you know, and, and I had no idea that I was going to have a miscarriage. So then 35, then it turned to 36, then turned to 37, you know? And, yeah. um, so I had five within like three years and it was just overwhelming. Oh, definitely. just like, I mean, your hormones aren't even like done it's coming so down by the down. time. Yeah. And, yeah. It's, it was very, very, very hard, especially seeing, you know, my family, my brothers having kids mm -hmm. and, but that's one of the biggest blessings is that, you know, I have, uh, five, I have two, my brother, Josh has two twins, two twin girls. And then my oldest brother, Jake has uh, Dexter Wyatt and Malia and being yeah. an auntie is the biggest blessing in the world. And I mean, they feel like my own children. I'm so close to them and I love them so much. And, um, you know, and I, and I think God has had a plan for me and, uh, cause I am not with my, my ex anymore. And, and, you know, maybe we weren't supposed to have children together, you know? So, yeah. um, I think there's a reason for everything and I strongly believe that. So, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I pregnant, just like the whole going through pregnancy and going through, I mean, like babies and all that. I, if, if you don't have a good relationship, I mean, it just gets tested, and tested oh, like yeah. all the time. And the, um, yeah, it's, it's rough out there. Yeah. And but, I think that's why the yeah. like questions about like what a partner can do to help is, is so important because the woman's hormones 
I think men just don't understand how long it takes Mm -hmm. for them. And sometimes they just can't control it. Like I would just break out into tears at work, like out of the blue, someone would talk about something or I, you know, just see a commercial about a baby or do something. And, um, and it was, it was overwhelming. And I know, you know, it, it, that's usually not me. And, um, you know, my doctors and my therapists are like, your hormones are going crazy and they're coming down, they're dropping. I mean, you just had a baby taken out of you and your, your body still thought you were pregnant, but your baby passed away, you know? And so, you know, you need to give your body some time to heal and yourself's time to heal emotionally. And thankfully I had such, you know, good friends and, and my family is so supportive, um, and was so supportive through each and every single one. So, um, that was helpful. You know, you, f- you find, find those people and, and yeah. s- stick with them. And that's how taboo the subject is, is that people don't, you don't know, people don't talk about it. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. No, it is. I talk about it so much. <laughs> I, I try so hard. I'm like, Nope, this is normal. Everyone. Yeah. Note. We had a friend lose her baby um, during delivery. And this was like two weeks before we had Marlo. And I I mean, if my anxiety wasn't like already through the roof, I was just a mess because I, at this point, like they didn't say what happened. And so I was just sitting there like kick counting every day. I was even like while delivering, I was just like, is there a chance I'm going to need a C-section? Like what's happening? (laughs) Like I just, it was such a mess. Like, I, I honestly can't even believe I've been able to like go through it like two more times. Yeah. It's very exhausting. Yeah. Mentally, physically, emotionally. Yeah. You know, hearing everyone's story, not only is going to obviously help other women listening. Um, it's helpful for me too. All right. Well, I'll let you go and thank you so much again for being vulnerable and sharing your story. Well, thank you so much. And I hope to talk to you soon. Okay. And good luck on your move. Oh my gosh. Thank you. I'm so tired already thinking about it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Bye. All right. Bye. Thank you guys for tuning in to Surviving Miscarriage podcast and listening to Kayla's beautiful story. I hope this helps you, uh, those of you that are going through it or have gone through miscarriage. Um, if you'd like to tell your story, email survivingmiscarriagepodcast at gmail.com and I would love to give you a spot um, for you to share your story and be vulnerable and help other women going through this uh, rough time. I hope everyone has a great day and thank you for tuning in.